0: Welcome to the Utah Women and Leadership podcast. The core mission of the Utah Women and Leadership project is to strengthen the impact of Utah girls and women. And this podcast helps us do that. I'm Dr. Susan Madsen, Karen Haidt Huntsman Endowed Professor of Leadership in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. And I'm also the founding director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. Recently, UWLP and the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity have worked together on an inspiring initiative. To identify and highlight 100 Utah companies that do a great job of championing women. Earlier this year, I interviewed leaders of eight companies on their policies, programs, and initiatives that support families and advance women. And we are now continuing this series as we dig deeper into how companies exemplify this. Today, we are spotlighting Struck a company that works with other companies to develop and boost their brand awareness, engagement, and growth. And today we welcome Pauline Plochan, president and partner, and Kylie Kulak, director of client engagement. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. So first, Pauline, I'll ask you to dive in and take just a few minutes and introduce us to your company. We'd love To have our listeners just learn more about your organization.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's a delight to be here. And Struck, we are a branding and marketing agency uh, based right here in Salt Lake City. We've been, we just celebrated our 25 year anniversary, and as we said, we're very much focused on brand transformation uh, with a big focus on tourism, hospitality, and biotech industries, boosting brand awareness, engagement, and growth, and come to us for rebranding, repositioning, fundraising preparation. In business terms, this means we're a creative agency. Uh, There's about 40 FTEs. So that gives you a little bit of a frame on our agency and our business, but also uh, give you a little insight as to why we've been able to be a little more creative with some of our policies for, you know, supporting women in business and families as well.
0: That's great. How many employees uh, or how many men and women what's the mix
1: yeah i mean obviously we have some turnover so it changes yeah Yeah. Uh, i think we're about 56 percent women right now okay uh so a good a good ratio of men and women it's uh we have a you know obviously we're adjacent to the technology uh, industry in marketing so that does tend to skew a little more men but on the creative side we have, you know, a little more balanced, thank goodness, workforce.
0: That's awesome. And Kylie, Mm -hmm. anything you'd like to add to to let us know before I dive into the question about specifics uh, about your company?
2: Well, I think one of the very unique things about Struck is that all of the policies and kind of The way that we like to treat our employees is also the way that we like to engage with our clients. And we're very unique in that manner Um, and even start kind of our new business with any potential new clients in sharing what are our values and what is important for us uh, as well as our people. And that is shared very much up front so that we can have a true partnership and alignment in terms of um, how we like to do business. So just a little bit of a note.
0: I love that. Why, Kylie, why don't you start the second question? So when, when you, and I don't know if it was you exactly or someone from your company submitted your application to be considered as one of the 100 companies champion women in the state of Utah, you mentioned some of the family friendly policies or practices that your organization has have implemented. Please share a few of the more, you know, established ones and discuss why you offer them.
2: I'll defer to Pauline on that one. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, Pauline.
1: <laughs> Thank
2: you, Kylie. Yeah, we,
1: as I mentioned earlier, we have, um, I would say we've been pioneering in some of these policies, and I'm I'm quite proud of uh, the fact that about seven years ago now, if not eight years, time goes by so fast. Yes, it we, does. <laughs> we took uh, the pledge parental leave. We joined a community of creative agencies in the U.S., who decided to establish a new standard and realize that this business of having women leave the workplace to have children was just unacceptable. And um, together, we took this pledge, and I'll describe it a little bit. Essentially, eligible employees that are entitled to paid parental leave following the birth, adoption, or foster care placement of a child get three months fully paid leave and uninterrupted health insurance for the primary caregiver and six months job security, right? Yes, wow. That's great. Six months job security if the employee chooses to take an additional three months and then two weeks full paid leave for the secondary caregiver. So that's one big policy of several that I think was a big shift for us in really welcoming mothers and caregivers to uh, the struck family. The second policy that I think had a huge impact as well on the retention and the lived experience for families and women is flexibility. Mm. So, what does that look like? First of all, it's a commitment from our culture to understand okay, our employees need to balance personal obligation, family, and work. How do we support this? So we don't have an expectation of a nine to five. Uh, That's number one. Uh, The second one is a hybrid model. So I will admit the pandemic did help that. but (laughs) We are uh, not fully flexible in who is working remotely, who is working in the office. We do encourage being in the office for two days of the week because creativity and in-person collaboration is really helpful. we also understand life happens and so if you happen to not come so we're very flexible this way
0: just real quick so years and years ago i did research that has continued to be true in my dissertation on telecommuting and remote work and then i moved to utah and we were like 15 to 20 years behind minnesota where i was at however (laughs) um What I found then, and it remains true, I've looked at recent research that actually two to three days in the office is really continues to be the ideal where you, especially that two days in the office, three days at home, not necessarily five days in the office, unless you have to. So anyway, what you're doing is is really aligned with some of the research.
1: Right. Uh, We agree and other research that we show is as as well around this nine to five things. We know that creative ideas don't come between nine to five. (laughs) They might happen, (laughs) you know, in the shower. In fact, it's proven that some of the creative ideas. So embracing this idea that really work can happen anytime, anywhere. And seeing the productivity grow and the well-being of our employees grow through those policies has been really rewarding. We also have uh, unlimited PTO. So Mm -hmm. provided that you are uh, reaching the results that we're expecting of you, we allow you to take time. And this has been really helpful, not only for pregnancies and uh, sick kids, but bereavement, You know life just has a way of happening right and being supportive of our employees that way so that's been really good and then we have also summer hours in which we take friday afternoon off so a lot of flexibility and that's um, nice trusting our employees to do what they need to do when they need to do it third program uh, that i think is really helpful is our pay equity program very strong focus on a consistent compensation plan regularly, yearly, annual, and quarterly review of standards, industry standards, and then making sure that everyone is paid equally for the job that they are providing. So I'm sure you,
0: you, mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing that much, and that's wonderful, that you really look at the job type, even the tenure, you know, all of those things, so you can really see if it's apples to apples, right?
1: Yes, we really look to have an equitable pay across the organization and and have instituted that about two years ago oh, um, wonderful. and are in this uh, third year of this. And it just feels good and is mm-hmm. is really, um, yeah, to be able to pay people what they really deserve, not not just what the emotion of the, the thing might be. Uh, And then the last piece that I think is well established and has been supportive is our diversity and inclusion program. We really do believe that everyone has a different way of approaching problems based on their personal experience. So we are committed to creating a culture that is equitable and inclusive. We strive to create an environment where people of all races, ethnicity, gender, identity, religion, age, abilities, orientation, social classes and cultures are met with equity and we think it's really supportive of families uh, because, yeah. you know, in our industry, it could skew a little young, They maybe earlier in their career, and they might not, a large portion of our employees might not understand the plight of a parent. And so really providing this focus on actually your lived experience, the diversity of your background is meaningful to us and useful to us has been a really I think a powerful has had a powerful impact on our on our employees so those are some of the things we
0: a few of those yeah Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes when organizations and and i can feel that there's more depth behind you know what you said but a lot of times we can make those statements but it actually takes work to have a diversity and inclusion uh kylie any comments about that i mean it it's it's a commitment to do that. and it takes work not just every year. I mean, it's it's almost every day, if not every day, to be committed. Any comments, mm-hmm. uh, Kylie, on that?
2: Yeah, no, I we completely agree. I am fortunate enough to um, be a working mother at struck and so very grateful to have all of these benefits and kind of equitable, across the board. I think to your point, uh, it's also important for us to demonstrate throughout the organization, the acceptance and practice of our policies, not only for our employee base, but also with our clients. Uh, A lot number of our clients are working from home, or have children at home. And it's making sure that we are adapting to their needs accordingly, Mm -hmm. whether it's meetings reviews presentations and and being aware of that and not creating further obstacles for our clients in order to connect with them but to your point internally it's it's super critical I often have been the one to say, sorry, team, I'm going to be on, you know, just audio for this call because I have a sick kid at home, right? <laughs> yeah. And by bringing that and normalizing it um, across the organization is just so important and it has to happen on a day-to-day basis, just so that particularly those who are newer to the organization understand that they have that leeway as well. Yeah. And that's how we, we work.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we do hate COVID. However, COVID really taught us some things. In fact, before COVID, I used to advise people, you know, really look at those job descriptions, like what has to be done in the office, what doesn't have, and everybody would say, well, it has to, everything has to be done in the office. Yet, uh, when push comes to shove, I expect that that was one of the first things that you did when COVID kind of shut us down is what do we need to do at the office, what do we need not to do, you know, at the office. Any comments from either of you on on that?
1: Yeah, I mean for sure it was a a radical shift, especially for some of us who have been in the workplace for a long time and have always come into the office. Um, That said, we had prior to COVID, we had remote team or we had other offices. So we were already dealing with Okay, we had an office in Portland, an office in Los Angeles. And as Kylie mentioned, our clients are everywhere. And so we've had to do some remote work, but certainly the pandemic completely accelerated. It forced us and we realized it is absolutely possible to do a lot of things. I think one of the activity we didn't think was possible to do remotely was brainstorming, right? Because you're very, you're, you know, whiteboarding and you're doing, you know, you're thinking, Uh, We do a lot of workshops in our our, uh, industry that are very engaging. And so taking that kind of high-touch approach into the digital environment has been really fascinating. And it has um, created a lot of opportunities in, again, recruiting from other places, being able to work with talent uh, somewhere else, strengthening the relationships with our clients, strengthening our team. And our ability to serve our clients remotely and really have an impact on their business even though here we are sitting in, in Salt Lake City so uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of benefits that we didn't think was possible before yeah. and yeah. so yes we appreciate it.
2: Yeah I would just add that while we saw such success with that brainstorming and collaboration within the digital space it really made the time that we did spend together as a team um, collaborating and solving our our clients' problems that much more impactful, particularly mm-hmm. in the early days of COVID when we were meeting in the park and, you know, having our brainstorms in six oh, feet you know, circles. But it really <laughs> oh. did it brought again more appreciation for each of the talents that each of our employees bring uh, and the passion that each of them have to deliver great work.
0: Thank you so much. And any Eddie- do you have any policies or benefits that you're just starting to think about or hearing about any, you know, what you're hope, hoping might might happen um, in the future? Which one of you would like to start out there?
1: Yeah, we've been, um, a couple of things that we've been experimenting with this year, uh, Kelly and I joined cheap.com. I don't know if you've heard of it, global uh, platform of female leaders supporting each other. And we're both uh, working with a coach through that platform and through networking and, and peer group uh, support. And I I know that we, we have both found it really inspiring to find other uh, women leaders, uh, not necessarily in our industry, outside of our industry, and to be able to collaborate and learn from each other and lean on each other and yes, at times, you know, commiserate on uh, some of the (laughs) challenges that we are facing. Um, So that's been really exciting. I think we are looking to grow this idea of training and mentoring and coaching for uh, within our organization. We are taking the DEI training that the Salt Lake Chamber is doing, highly recommended, and uh, spreading that. Uh, Another one that I think I'm excited particularly to look further into is this idea of returnship. Um, we we yes. already dipped our toe into non-traditional recruitment, right? Um, tradition. So you mentioned focus on the values, right? It's not necessarily the resume or the skill set. It's actually are they, you know, do they do they believe in the same thing that we believe in? Do they have the same passion? Do they have the right personality traits to perform? And so we've dipped our toe into that and into kind of this idea of career transition and welcoming people who don't necessarily come from our industry. And so the idea of returnship, welcoming mothers after they've taken a break, we already have done that. We have a Kylie, in fact, has an employee who returned from, uh, I think she was in a two-year break. But I'd like to expand this idea of returnship, uh, particularly for mothers. I'm intrigued to do more of that, or even career transition from other uh, careers.
0: That, and that's great. And and just so you know, and listeners too, we have we have a course on relaunching your careers, actually a four hour online course, uh, part one it's called, which we, work with Tech Moms, it's a partnered group, and we're just going to launch the second part. So really uh, as women want to get back to work and, and just hit hit the workforce, just some guidance on, on LinkedIn and resumes and all these, these things that would lead them, hopefully to apply that to companies like yours. So so it's I'm glad you're looking into that because we have such a force of amazing women in this state who really are nervous about relaunching and coming back and return ship kinds of things. So the more that we can welcome, I think, the better. So thank you yeah. for bringing that up. Yeah. I was just going to add
2: for that one instance where we um, recently brought on a, an incredible employee uh, who you know was uh, taking on the task of motherhood 100% of the time and wanted to get back into her career. You know, I think it's always heartwarming when we can actually demonstrate our values in action. We can, you know, talk to potential employees all the time and half the time, you know, they might be a little skeptical of, are they really this incredible, but It was really important and heartwarming to hear after I had offered her the position on the phone and we had talked about work-life balance and being a mom uh, with this role. And my daughter had actually run up and kind of tugged Uh, on my shirt and said something and she heard it on her end. And she was like, you know what? That did it for me because it uh, actually meant that you guys actually walk the walk and you talk the talk. And you hear you were extending me this you know incredible opportunity and at the same time you were home with your child and you know we were demonstrating um our culture and kind of what's important to us. So I think that was just a really nice thing to hear. That
0: that is. I like that. And and even before the pandemic, that people would have gotten stressed a little bit about that. (laughs) Like, that's not appropriate. And now it's just a little more appropriate, right? It's like (sighs) we can still do things with kids in the room. Sometimes it's hard, you know, especially in those early days of the pandemic when you're trying to get your kids to do homework, right? (laughs) Um, Yes. So I, I love the, the offerings that, that you've talked about. One thing I, I did uh, before I shift into the last question, but one thing I, I did look at in, in terms of the application, as you mentioned, some of the things that you do in the community. And that's an important thing for your employees to connect with. And one of the things you mentioned is, and I don't know this group specifically, but Girls with Impact, but when we think about our mission, you know, in, in terms of strengthening the impact of Utah Girls and Women, you know, it's really important to let your employees or encourage your employees and the organization to engage and do things for the community, right? Any comments, Pauline?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. We we thank you. We uh, We did want to mention that piece that it's very important, our involvement in the community and the local community, but also in the uh, national community of women. How can we support uh, each other? And I think Kylie just joined this group through Cheat.com, this mentoring group through Cheat.com. And I personally also volunteer on the the board of the Road Home and work very hard on mentoring female leader on, on that board as well. So, and we have a couple of employees who do the same, who are mentoring and offering their time, I think it is absolutely important for us all to be able to pay forward because we've all had a mentor we've all had a coach we've all had someone who tapped us on the shoulder and told us you've got something you're special and let's do let's do this you know and it's without that move none of us would be here right or it would have been a lot harder I know certainly for, for me and my career that has meant a lot because I do suffer from imposter syndrome. So I never believe I'm there yeah. and I'm good enough for any of the promotions that I receive. So um, so yes, mentoring is is core to our leaderships and our our you know our values and and we do want to model that and we appreciate all of our employees that are taking the mantle and doing that as well.
0: Thank you so much. And the last question, and Kylie, I'll start with you. What final advice would you give to other business owners or leaders based on your experience with the offerings and really focused on family-friendly kind of offerings, uh, advancing women, a lot of family-friendly, you know, women appreciate those, but men, more and more men appreciate those as well. So what final advice would you give to other companies that are maybe starting down the path of exploring family-friendly practices?
2: I'd say... Uh, it's really important to be focused and in, and introspective within your employees and what their needs are. You know, before developing any policies or any changes, it would be it's important to understand what the needs of your employees are. And if you respect your employees, it's important to make sure that you're building policies to meet their needs, but also the needs of those types of people that you want to bring on to your team.
0: Great,
1: Pauline.
2: Well, I have two, but
1: they're both under the just do it (laughs) umbrella. (laughs) Just do it. Start somewhere. It's absolutely worth it. It pays off in giant dividends. I couldn't be more happy with the results that we're getting from our team and the passion and the drive. Um, I know it can be overwhelming. I do think that parental pledge, it might be scary, but it's doable. We've done it a lot of time. And I look at the numbers, so I know it can be very, very scary, but it is doable. And so it is absolutely worth it. And that flexibility, that doesn't cost you anything and you will be paid off. So I I would say those two. And then the last piece on Just Do It, it's that piece around promote a woman. Um, Mm. We do know from uh, the research that they're not going to come forward. Uh, They might have all the skills, all the talent, all the ability in the world but until you tap them on the shoulder they might not do it and it really is a shame and i think that supports families by promoting women you do support families so that that would be my my two my two cents
0: Thanks to our guests, Pauline and Kylie from Struck, And thank you as listeners for taking the time to join us today on this podcast episode hosted by the Utah Women in Leadership Project at Utah State University in partnership with Utah Public Radio, USU Extension, and the John M. Huntsman School of Business. And a special thanks to Denise Call, our producer. To learn more about our research, resource, and events, please visit us at utwomen.org and visit inutah.org to learn more about other companies that champion women and the Inspire Utah campaign more broadly. Thank you.